Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. This is the podcast to help you think outside the box, live more confidently against the grain and become your more authentic self. Penguins don't traditionally fly, but what's to say they won't one day? Hey, Luce, it's me, Liv, again. We're having a chat for the second time um, and it's probably about a year since we caught up last time. So... Um, welcome. Welcome to the pod and I'm on your pod as well. So really looking forward to this chat and we've decided to basically just fill each other in with where we're at in life, um, see what's happened since last time we chatted and see where the conversation goes because we both, well you're very adventurous, you're probably more adventurous than me and um, yeah you're just in a really exciting stage in your life where you're gifting yourself adventure and opportunity and keeping yourself quite open I think to whatever whatever floats your boat and whatever you feel like doing so um how are you first of all (laughs) I'm really good I'm really good thanks for asking I'm really excited as well to check back in it has been yeah over a year since we first recorded an episode together and we just found out like we already knew we had a lot of similarities but we just couldn't believe how many similarities were the same or a similar mental health journey but also really loving art and sport and adventure and just so many things so it was a really cool chat um to have and be in contact and I'm really excited to hear what's been happening on your end yeah absolutely likewise and you've just completed we'll start with you I think because you've just completed a mammoth um adventure can you explain a bit about that and how it went and um what's yeah where you're at now yeah as in the hike have you done that yet or you haven't quite? No, no. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is that what you're referring to? It was, yeah. I yeah. thought yeah. you were. Would... So I leave yes. next week, which is really exciting. So I'll head up um, next week to Cosidosco to do my first ultra. Um, it's a 50k run up around Cape Town, Cosidosco, which is really exciting. That's true. So there's got a bit of wind there, so I might wait till that settles. You can cut that bit out. <laughs> okay, that's better. Um. Yeah, so I head in a week up to Kosciuszko to do my ultra, which is my first ultra, which is really exciting. And then we'll be hiking from Kosciuszko back to Bright over two weeks and on the Sail Out Walking Track. Is the hike just an extra little, you've thrown that in just to make it even more adventurous and exciting? Well, I wanted the journey. I think I, I really love like the mindset of training and completing something that kind of pushes my boundary, which is the run. And then I also really love the journey and the unfolding and like the more slowing down and taking it in. So I really didn't feel like it could be an exhibition without both of them. Yeah, no, I completely, completely agree. I've actually had an idea in the pipeline of walking the length of England, which is, a, you know, it's a fairly long walk. It's about a two to three month um, situation. Uh, but just to partly do that to really see the country, obviously I'm from the UK, but turn it into a real event to raise awareness for mental health and um, the idea is to actually use cricket clubs and cricket grounds to camp at every time I arrive somewhere of an evening and then do like charity cricket events but the slowing down and really taking it in is so how I think as well because I think and this whole idea of people like go for a run and they track everything or they have to um, make sure they're hitting a time or a target and I get that if you're a like, high-level athlete or if you're competing. 
but I just think is that really the point like running or should we be doing it without any tracking or devices and just take it in absorb take your time even just walk if you want um yeah I think there's something really beautiful in the journey and I'm really excited to um to do the run in the sense of like yeah pushing boundaries and pushing my own boundaries and showing that I'm like telling you know showing myself I'm capable yeah but I think it really I love the fact that it's accompanying this like slowing down journaling taking it in uh solo self-supported I guess um oh, that's my next question I, are you doing it with anybody or are you just uh, I've solo planned and have like worked it out but I've got some friends joining the last um couple nights which is really exciting so like the further along I go uh, the more people that seem to be joining and that will be finishing with an overnight hike at Feathertop, which is my favourite hike And you um, do ex- with a group of us. You do exquisite sketches and little journals and you have just the mm. most beautiful – we'll share your socials afterwards. And, um, yeah, you just do – you just capture everything in a most creative, like, just cute little way. So presumably you're going to be oh. taking a notebook and you're going to be doing that as well and yeah. doing all your little drawings and yeah, your thoughts. Absolutely. Oh, I can't wait yeah. to do that. I think you should do a series, honestly. You should you should do a, um, a little book or many books of mindfulness and connection with nature. Or I'm sure, have you thought about that as a... Yeah. 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 Plenty of ideas. Yeah. And that's really excited about your possibility of adventures as well. Where did that kind of come about or is it, have you been wanting to do something quite big for a while yeah I went back to the UK last oh no this summer and I just felt like I didn't have enough time no matter how long like I might have given myself the whole day or a whole weekend to walk around and explore it sounds a bit antisocial but I just felt I could never really get away from people and society and culture and I was just like no I want a bigger chunk but walking and just like what I'm doing now quite ironically so sorry for the wind but um just walking for me has been one of the most healthy and uplifting things for my mental health um and I wanted to create awareness of that so I was thinking about I saw a film actually it was the pilgrimage of oh what's it someone fry Donald Fry or someone it was just like this cute little story um where he walked he went out to get some milk and then he heard about his friend was dying of cancer so he walked to her across the whole of the UK um a bit unrealistic and impractical but it just said I want to do something like that but I don't want to just do it and have no there's no purpose or value in it so the cricket thing I've been involved in cricket my whole life um obviously I've had my issues with mental health and and overcome those and I want to make it a event where every night I stay at a cricket club, I could even do a little mural or leave a little mark, like a visual mark on each of the clubhouses that I stay at. So they become like a trail. And then there's an option, obviously, for like publish a book or create a little art trail, but incorporate the cricket, the mental health, the walking, and really put England on the map but nature on the map and just the power of just being out in nature the power of walking the power of taking time connection through sport there's loads of boxes I guess that it ticks um currently just trying to find a way to to maybe piggyback off of a already existing charity or organization because yeah I'm just me I'm not a famous cricketer so even if I was one of the elites of the day at this time I don't know that I would get the ability to to do that so it's still in the works 
but I think you and I are both very similar in that when we have an idea, we find whichever which way to make it happen. It's, it doesn't never just sit as an idea. Um, yeah, I'm wondering when you, pl- when you had this idea to do this hike and is it like, right, I'm just going to do it now because you're really, you seem quite spontaneous, but I also feel like you are just constantly setting goals and um, striving for the next thing. Oh, cheers. Um, yeah, well, just touching on yours, I think it sounds like you've got, it ticks, it ticks every box <laughs> of it being, you know, for something with a lot of purpose and incorporating some of the things that you love. It sounds amazing. Um, yeah, so I am quite a spontaneous person, but I really knew if I was wanting to make a bit of an impact and like build it, this is something that takes time. And I kind of thought on it because I knew there's a possibility of doing something bigger or further with the amount of kilometers I'm doing. And maybe give myself a year to plan, but I guess that's not who I am. Like, I think I would spend the first nine months of it doing my own thing and then like, oh, crap, I've got three months. So I'm like, it's not realistic, I think, for me to have, you know, a 12-month in the works. So I gave myself three months, which is, like, could have been longer, but also I think I spent my time pretty well. Or three three months, so I was, like, taking action, making plans, making calls and emails. Like, oh, actually four months. Uh, and it's been really cool because a lot of the things I have been able to do a bit more on a whim where I'm like, oh, I'm going to give it a crack and give it a go. And this is uh, a massive learning of like writing pitches and structuring how I want those four months to plan out. And because it's a fundraiser for mental health at EDFA, like I want to be able to give the time to um, put in uh, ways to like be able to raise awareness. So I think if I just did it really spontaneously, it wouldn't have that kind of build. So it's been a massive learning curve. Like even doing the food drops that I did this weekend, working out how many Ks I'll be doing, how many nights, and learning to dehydrate. It's um, tested another side of me that uh, I've needed to like see that patience and um, yeah, a big learning curve. It's so exciting how one idea can lead to all of these like things that you can just grow and experience and I hadn't even wouldn't have even thought that you'd have to dehydrate and drop it off in advance but of course you you'll have to um really exciting like off off the episode I'm definitely going to chat to you about how you've got about the preparation for you physically um have you do you feel like you've had to do loads of training or do you feel pretty fit and raring to go or how, how have you embarked on the preparation to be able to run an ultra yeah yeah I've been training and it's been really nice because I think it's something I can really lean back on rather than like oh I think I'm fit enough I might be able to do it like it's a really good mindset I think I have going into it be like I can trust the training that I've put in and done and have been on a um, program with her trails with Samantha Gash and have really loved it like I've noticed just like my baseline is really good and healthy and it's been really cool as well to prioritize like to think of myself as a bit more of I don't like call myself an athlete, but to think of it as an athlete mindset of being like, okay, if I'm going to be spending this amount of hours training, I also need to spend this amount of time of hours, like putting in for nourishment, prioritizing mental health, lowering stress, getting good sleep to make it all like worthwhile for what I'm putting in the effort for. Um, Some would consider it maybe as a really like arduous and intense kind of hardcore task to get ready physically but I actually see it as a almost a gift to yourself because self care yeah it's 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 completely is that some would what's maybe not that many that listen to these pods but some would say sitting down relaxing and watching tv 
is a beautiful gift for themselves obviously everything in moderation but just the way you're describing it then it's like you're you're finding out what you need in every aspect sleep nutrition exercise and you're creating the best version of yourself whereas others would be like hell no that's like like trauma to put myself through an ultra marathon but I think it's amazing and um, I love that you said before as well um I watched this I was at a mental health conference this uh, last week for positive schools and they had a guest speaker and he was the first person ever to ride a horse um from oh my gosh my geography shocking a very very long way it took him three years but something like Mongolia through to Russia and the one thing he said was he knew he would never be ready. So he actually couldn't ride a horse before he had the idea. And then he had about a month's training. And he just knew that there would never be a time where he felt ready to go. So it was about just jumping in. And then you work it out along the way. So I love that you've given yourself a sensible amount of time to, to plan. But yeah, he's just got to go for it. And I think too many people get stuck on the minor details and they hold themselves back and you just got to start, whether it's running or even starting a business or a hobby or everyone starts from somewhere. So just, just start really. It's, it's, it's exactly that. And I think it's interesting because you wouldn't think, yeah, ultra marathon, like that's just brutal. And why would you put yourself through that? But it also accompanies a really uh, high amount of like self-care where I'm not allowing myself to burn out because I'm like, I want to keep my stress levels low. I want to keep my body healthy. Um, I'm really like, put in some nice boundaries and a lot of just like self-love and and running and like progressing in that distance has been a really cool reflection of seeing how do I talk to myself because I know if I'm harsh on myself or getting competitive that's something that's my running if I can find a way to find more joy in it and playfulness that really helps so it's like helped me tackle just I don't know just keep fostering really good um self-talk because that actually has really yeah really direct results yeah and for both for both of us, self-talk was a major issue when we were both unwell with eating disorders in our past. And I, I guess I guess this isn't the case, but my worry would be, would I slip into old thinking patterns or old habits? You know, if, if you're really having to look closely and micromanage your nutrition, you know, would there be a fear? Has that crossed your mind at all? You felt really empowered and really strong in your mental health to not slip back into sort of becoming over obsessive I guess because yeah you know 100% that's really good to um bring that up and I think it's something I've been really mindful of like um making sure that I don't like if I do notice myself slipping or if I were to notice my slipping myself slipping I'd pull back this is like hey if I'm recovered enough and well enough this is something I want to do if I ever notice anything change I'll call quits because I don't even want to go down there. Like, it's not an option. I'll make sure I do whatever it takes to stay healthy and well. And I think I've done a really good job at keeping it balanced and not putting any pressure on myself and not letting myself get too, um, like, invested in it. Like, I'm still taking myself on little holidays and days off. And, and um, I'm really, yeah, I'm really proud how I've managed it, which is nice. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And just for a shocking fact to, start, like, back up just how well you've done to – maintain balance and to you know stay focused in a positive way i don't know if you knew this stat but 40 percent of people that have had anorexia or an eating disorder um don't survive and then 40 percent will have it their whole lives and then about 20 percent ever fully recover so to be able to embark on something where you're having to train really hard look at your nutrition again which is obviously a major part of an eating disorder 
and do it in a healthy way is in itself, even if you don't achieve, which I know you will, the, um, the, the race and then the hike, what you've done already to approach those areas of life, it's kind of like asking an alcoholic to become a wine taster without becoming an alcoholic again. So bravo, well done. I hope that doesn't come across as patronizing, but you should be bloody proud of yourself. No, thank you. I really appreciate that. And it's been interesting as well, like reflecting back. I mean, obviously I haven't even embarked on the journey, but just the journey so far in the last couple of months, because I've been talking, like I've been with a lot of running groups and just like talking about running. And then I've been with a lot of like, you know, like hiking and stuff, but I haven't really appreciated the journey. And I've just jumped on another podcast talking about my journey. It's like, wow, this has been a massive um, journey to get to a healthy place where I can train without it being overtraining and a healthy place where I can like, increase my nutrition without changing anything and I think um yeah it's just like a massive thing to be able to continue and find that balance yeah um, I had a similar yeah. thing with I've been doing a mentor um sorry a mural mentorship course and one of the biggest takeaways we just did six weeks and we just wrapped it up was that I'd already done so much hard work and I hadn't stopped to kind of feel proud yeah appreciate what I'd achieved and it was I was like shit if I hadn't have done this course I wouldn't have consciously taken stock of everything I've done up to this point and maybe that's a nice little reminder for everybody is we spend so long especially those that are quite driven and maybe perfectionist or hard on themselves spend so long picking up on all the minor details that we need to change or the problems or you know the things that aren't are up to our perceived standards and yeah we need to take a minute and just go oh my god I've achieved so much already like yeah it's hard for it's hard for me to do but I think it's so important oh 100% and like achievements should never ever dictate anything but I think it's like really key anytime I do um an event or even just like looking through my photos it's like whoa you just take a moment to like zoom out and be like oh this is the progress that's happened or just appreciate the hard work that you've put in in any aspect whether it be personal development or or learning or growing or or whatever it is just like it really hits home when you you know you feel like you're just in this like cycle or you're putting in a lot of work to really step back and just appreciate the journey and what you have put in Um, I'm just about to say you'll probably hear there's a bike group a whole peloton is driving past. Okay. <laughs> Proof that I am underneath a major uh, freeway bridge by the river. So I'm sorry for that. That was uh, That's all good. a peloton coming through. So do you feel like you're prepped and ready to go? They, um, going back to that point of like you can never really truly feel ready. Are you chomping at the bit now? You're like, come on, I'm, I just want to get started. Yeah, I guess so. It's that constant push and pull. Like, oh, I think I still need to get these things done. And part of it's obviously I still need to make sure all the logistics are right. But another part, like, yeah, I surrender to the fact that I am as ready as I can be and I'll never fully be ready. And I think that's, um, yeah, interesting you talking about, like, never being fully ready. I think what's this to me is an awesome stepping stone of that, like, breaking up. You know, you can have these really good, big end goals like end goal I want to do like you know the PCT track or I want to travel here and it just see and you know you watch a doco on it and you're just left inspired and then you realize like what's step one because this is such a big thing and I don't know where to tackle it I don't even know where to start so like this has been a really cool feeling of preparation for maybe even some bigger things next but like okay I've been able to do on a small scale 
logistics and food drops and get myself um, in, in reach and work out comms and work out how to read the weather and do pictures on and that massive learning curve to be like, okay, well, now this has got the momentum that I can, I am capable of maybe the, the bigger long-term ambitious dreams that I do have. So it's like, it's really empowering to, yeah, never feel ready. Even when I came up with the idea, I was like, oh gosh, this is, <laughs> this is huge and this is going to be hard. Yeah. To just get the ball rolling and like start learning and get my wilderness first aid and just slowly build up. So it doesn't feel like I'm taking this massive step. It's been this slow incremental, like, hey, I can trust my training and I can trust that I've worked out the logistics. I can now surrender to the journey. It's so true because the amount of times people are put off by the fact they can't achieve the end goal. And it's so obvious that obviously you can't just get there straight away. You've got to do little steps and you've got to try it and I remember thinking I would drop in which is on a skateboard drop in at the skate park on the highest kind of side of the ramp and it took me over a year and I was like oh yeah in a month I'll be dropping in from that point like six foot which is absolutely bonkers like ludicrous mm-hmm. but then when it was like actually I just want to go through a whole lesson and do a little couple of turns without falling off and then yeah just building up and building up but it's remembering to give yourself praise when you achieve those those little things and yeah I hope I hope that people are inspired to not put them talk themselves out of something because the end goal that they have set themselves seems way too scary um, I'm doing on Christmas day actually um, with my partner in the UK a, a 5k run because I always like to do something around Christmas and I'm going back to the UK and there's no event on boxing day normally I do a little run on boxing day and um yeah, there's only a Christmas morning run and it's a 5K, the park run. And poor love, she just like is not a runner and she's just like not keen. And she started doing a couple of tra- training runs and she's got the worst shin splints. It's like, well, what have you done? And she's done like the 5K straight up first attempt. It's like, no wonder you've got shin splints because mm. she's not like broken it all down. So yeah, just little steps or eventually you'll, you'll get there. And I think that's like the thing is that you can decide to do something and know right now where I'm at, I can't do it. But giving it time in small steps, I can get there. Like that's what I really loved. Like when I first said I want to do an ultra, I physically could not run it or do injury. Like it's not possible. But, and it, it wasn't just one like massive push of motivation and inspiration where I'm like, I'm going to give it my absolute everything. It's just like slowly chipping away over, you know, 20, 30 weeks of, consistent training that I'm like cool now my body's prepped and primed and like good to go something that you know a few months ago I wasn't able to do when I said it but I'm now and it's like it's the small things the things that you're like oh is this really making a difference or is this something I should stick to it adds up so it's yeah Yeah. definitely it is even if it feels like it's taking a lot of energy or it's really small what you continue to do will build Actually, I was about to just say from talk, and I hope you don't mind me saying this and showing this from talking to you about six months ago, when you felt a little bit lost and a bit directionless, and you weren't sure whether you're going up the coast or staying put or living. The difference in your energy and your just vitality because you have this goal, and I think for a lot of people, if they feel a bit stuck, it's a great time and opportunity to go right. What can I add to my day or my life? just as a focus because we can get so stuck in the routine of life like not everyone has the luxury if they've got kids or if they're a carer or if they've got a really full-on job but 
it doesn't have to be an ultra marathon, but I just think people get so complacent and in a rut. And it's not that they don't enjoy their lives. It's just that they've stopped growing or stopped learning or stopped like exploring or playing or so. Yeah, I can hear it in your voice that because you've got this focus. Oh my gosh, that's the nauseous plane. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, because you've got this focus, you're, I don't know, you, you seem like more alive. So it's really cool oh, to hear. Thank you. Yeah, and I don't think you ever yeah, need a goal to feel like you've got purpose or need to be like working towards something. But I definitely notice the difference when I internally feel like I have purpose or I feel connected or something has sparked. Like I really feel alive. And same goes for when I feel like I'm lacking that feeling of you know satisfaction or of deep connection. Yeah, I do feel lost. And it's just interesting to um notice that change of yeah when I feel like I'm on the right path or I feel like things are in the right direction it really gives me a lot of energy yeah I'm the absolute opposite right now I I worked for nine years to get citizenship for this country and it was my number one background goal like just persevere just keep committing keep investing visas like money just oh immigration like it was such a slog finally got it and now I'm like right now what so i'm very aware of when you, there isn't something significant to get my tea stuck into like most people probably would just say like have some kids or something <laughs> at my age but yeah it's a, it's a it's a strange place to be in and it's not a comfortable place to to be yeah. without a sense of direction i think is the word it's it, not a, it's not a goal but yeah yeah it's definitely interesting because you could argue and be like okay well maybe it's a like relax where you are but I think there's a drive in us and especially yes. some like personality traits that actually thrive off having something that propels them forward or looks into like it's a, a really healthy relationship to have that you can invest your time or get excited about and I think it's that fine balance between yeah like being appreciative of where you are but also having something that you thrive in yeah I'm definitely at that stage find my next thing which I think is going to be planning this England walking holiday mm. trip I've, I've looked to do some mural work over there because I've been focusing on that predominantly it's actually when you were asking the question six months ago and I'm really in, I'm keen to hear about what you're doing for work it made me question as well okay what do I want my work life to look like and I've just done an incredible course a, a six-week program um, with an amazing mural artist nomad mural nomad and it's just kind of confirmed to me that actually I was probably putting my eggs in way too many baskets and it's good to have a little bit of focus and yeah unfortunately it doesn't look like at the moment England's going to be a land of opportunity in the way that Australia seems to be for murals but um yeah I might head back there and and, and try and do that around the walk so we'll we'll see we'll watch this space oh, yeah so where have you been at with your, because last I heard you weren't sure if you were going to live out your van, if you were going to head up the coast, if you were going to stay at home, where, where have you been? Yeah, that's a good question. So I was, yeah, when we called, it was a really nice chat and I appreciate the chat that we had. Um, yeah, I was really unsure what direction I wanted to take as we both have yeah. a lot of hobbies and a lot of interests. It's hard to know which one's the right one or which one to pursue at a certain time. And I did a little bit of the snow season on the way down from the coast and have parked up the last couple of months in Bright, which has been so perfect for this expedition where I can um, have just like some consistency in a nice base. So being in a house, 
um, been able to train and just, yeah, and been working in town. It's been a really nice balance, I think, to feel rejuvenated and not have where I'm going to stay or how I'm going to stay as kind of like a bit of a stress or uh, taking a lot of time from my day. So I've been in Bright for the last couple of months. After the hike, I'm not too sure where it's going to take me. I've got some murals lined up in Jan and then the rest, I guess, is a bit of an open book. That's so good. You have Because um, I didn't know if you know, but January is typically the quietest month for mural artists. I currently have no work booked in. So um, a little bit scary going into Christmas, but awesome that you've got some some work lined up and how have you been let's just go down the mural track because I'm really interested obviously being a mural artist myself how do you find your leads or how your outreach are you just walking into places and sparking a conversation and leads from that like there how do you how are you finding your work um I haven't really been putting too much this is I've got just the one lined up at the moment I haven't been it hasn't been my main focus. I think I've been a little more because I'm in Bright. My main focus is adventure and growing yep. in space more than murals. Um, but it's usually through a person that I know of or that I know of that knows someone. Just like down down the line at some point, um, there's a bit of a contact and kind of just reaching out from there. Yep. How about yourself? Um, yeah, a bit of a mixed bag. I'm really trying to push the mural for community benefit so I've done quite a lot of youth projects where the Department of Justice or local government have funded it Um, and they're amazing I I leave so each um, Monday night for the last 10 weeks I've been working with homeless youth and I just leave thinking oh my god like this this whole week is about this moment and one of the participants said just under her breath when I heard her she went oh man this is like better than 12 weeks of therapy and I just, it just made my heart sing. I was like, this is what it's about. And empowering these, these youth and they, they love that their, their art will be there for, you know, 10 years plus. Um, so unfortunately being dyslexic, applying for grants is pretty tricky. But like you say, it's who you know. And I think you can't be kind enough, friendly enough, warm enough, embracing enough. Like you, you just can't be open enough. Like there's people have got me where I am obviously we we ourselves have to take a little credit for the challenges we've overcome but I'm so grateful for all the people in my life I got gifted it was so it kind of brought, well, it did brought me to tears I got gifted some sunflowers a couple of weeks ago with a little note basically saying thank you for being you from a local mum I was like whoever this mum is did not have to go out of her way to buy sunflowers but she felt the need to, and it was just amazing. So one of the um, classes I wrapped up for the end of term today with a group of year sevens, and this was doing art therapy, we made happy crackers and we basically they all made them for their mums and uh, they put little love notes in them and sweets and things inside. But I said, guys, if you forget everything I've taught you this term, it's all around life skills and art therapy, please just be kind kind to yourselves and kind to other people and they're like oh yeah okay miss because they're, they're all like teenage boys so they're so funny but um and then one of them was like I'll, I'll be kind to you miss always I love you I was like oh that's so sweet so, so yeah you just can't be you can't be kind enough I think people forget that we're all just human and we're all just doing our best hopefully and we're all we're all going through our own issues and journey and struggles and we've just got to be a bit more empathetic, I think. Yeah, 100%. You never know where people are at. And I think it's easy to forget when you're like on holiday or in like a good swing of life, 
that, you know, someone next to you might be going through their hardest bout of life right now and even if you're not in it with them, just, like, being able to give everything is a yeah, like just not knowing. We're all in different stages of life, all in different emotions and waves and, yeah, just knowing that people, um, they could be in their hardest point of life right this very moment. So doing anything to reach out or show that you care or being of support or being an ear to listen can really mean the world to someone. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty powerful. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Um, that's so, oh, yeah. I, I, I can't kind of sing from that hymn sheet enough, just doing good for others. And I, the, as I'm hearing you and talking about it, I'm just thinking of all these examples where not, I'm not giving to get back, but the, the get back the, or the receiving just happens um, without effort because it just, yin and yang, or sorry, give and take, like it just happens. Like if, you, if you're good and you put out there, then you're going to get, yeah, just be kind, I think, is, is the message around that. So. Yeah, you just, you just never know what, what people are going through. Um, tell me about the charity. You mentioned it and I didn't I got, got the letters, but I didn't know who the um, you're fundraising for. for the. Yeah, sorry, I didn't really elaborate. Um, it's Eden Disorder Families Australia and I'm hoping it, my aim is to raise 30 grand for them. So they're like a support education, um, not-for-profit for carers. And I think the reason I've chosen that and really love the organization is just knowing like going through it firsthand as you would have as well how much it affects the people looking after the individual as well and like how holistic treatment needs to be and like I really have a lot of love for my parents and what they put up with and what they went through and knowing that like I I'm still kind of feeling through that whole like I didn't feel like I had anyone to talk through through that period but for them as well they didn't have anyone to talk through or support so trying to raise more awareness and more help for the carers to be able to care without getting so burnt out and um, affected. That is so, I literally have never heard of this charity before you've just mentioned it because I currently chat to parents of, of, of um, people I don't know, like the doctor or someone who knows someone who knows about my past or go, oh, hey, there's this, you know, mum at school, do you mind having a chat? And so I, I obviously say yes because I want to I wanna support in whatever I can, but there comes a point where I have to protect myself. And if there's an actual charity out there that yeah. just helps EDFA. with... EDFA. Amazing. Amazing. And how, um, how are you going about the fundraising? Are you having a live kind of um, donation, online donation thing? Are you going to be yeah. doing... so I've got a, a page up at the moment, Moving to the Mind, which is like a Reasley, um, uh platform. Um, and yeah, you can kind of donate through the website and try to do a little bit of my part to share it the best that I can. How are you going so far? Are you on track to your target? How do you how do you pick that number? I mean, uh, any number is amazing, but yeah, it's definitely ambitious. Um, yeah, and I love those ambitious, but um, it's a three hundred kilometer journey, so on to do thirty. Oh yes, that's kind of just yeah, keeping the numbers nice and safe. But it also, I think, is a really amazing amount to be able to have like true impact. I think be made as as a non for profit. I think it really does take a fair amount to be able to help as many families as possible. So it's about yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, you need a significant. You do need a significant budget to work with. I look. I look at what the 
which is fantastic. The youth are provided on Monday nights and they get a feed and they get clothes and they get um, little extra things each week. And you think, oh my God, I do a quick tally. And I get, obviously got paid for it too. And every session just feels like cost thousands. Um, mm. And that will impact those 20 kids. But yeah, we, I think we can... I'm really glad we're doing this chat now before Christmas because it's important to remember that obviously we, we want to give our kids and our family and loved ones and friends gifts, but that there's the gift of just giving a basic level of support or a basic level of human necessity that's met or, you know, this for 30,000, I suspect you'll, you'll raise more. I hope you do. Um, will just provide emotional support, which is a given. Like, most people will take that for granted. Um, so that's, that's amazing. That's- yeah, I think it's, like, the most beautiful gift you can give for Christmas is being able to help because it's Christmas period for people with eating disorders and their families is one of oh, the hardest challenges. So part. tough. So I think, oh my yeah, then more than yeah. ever will make the, the biggest difference. Yeah. So have you, obviously, you've told them about it. Are they putting some media behind it and backing you with some exposure yeah yeah they do what they can to help which is really lovely perfect and after um, this chat i'll get all those details i can share them on the bottom of the the pod info and um, amazing yeah everyone can can contribute so what's on for the rest of the day you're now 6 30 or 7 ish yeah yeah so i'm gonna cook up some dinner with my housemate and i've got some pots that i'm painting at the moment yes i saw that on your instagram mm-hmm. that's a bit are they, are they going to be sold off a little christmas fair or are you doing that for a commission or just doing uh, it yeah it's got a couple orders so doing those ones i love it so every week you come up with a whole like new product you're freaking amazing <laughs> i love it it's so funny because it's so true i just like yeah yeah i love checking in and like oh what's he up to this time it's so ingenious and um i don't know if you've heard of a lady called kath kidson she's a english designer really I guess but she has a whole shop of just it's just mostly dots or botanical design and she plasters it on everything from like gardening gloves to handbags to tea cozies to all sorts I can totally see you with your own shop with just Mm. every single product with your beautiful (laughs) designs on them so um yeah well I look forward to seeing how the pots turn out I love that you you just jump in oh I'm actually I'm so excited um I massage the Scorchers, which is a, like a local cricket team for the Big Bash, um, and the Wacker as well, which is WA cricket. So I massage all the players if they ever have a fixture. And tonight is the women's semi-final. So massage them yesterday, and then tonight is the big game. Um, for some, that would be an eye-roll yawn, like cricket. Yay, boring. But I love it. It's my weird little um, passion. So, yeah, just going to head on down to... the the, the stadium and soak it up and hopefully the Scorchers win that should be great oh that's so exciting well I'll let you get ready for that thank um, you thank you so much for the chat yeah thank you too and all the best I will be following along um is it mostly going to be on your Instagram or are you going to have a specific feed on a yeah. web page or something or Nah, just on just on socials, I think okay and anyone that's got to this stage in the chat please donate um yeah, this is an amazing cause and an incredible undertaking. So well done. And thank Aww. you. Yeah, thanks so much. 
I'll um, thank I'll you. chat to you after. Good luck. Sounds good. Oh, thank you. I feel like it was a really one-sided conversation. Apologies. I oh my gosh, like no. But you, we're but... basically the same person, so it's all right. <laughs> we were just talking. Um, two of us are talking through one topic, so all good. <laughs> Love it. That was great. So good to hear from you. You too. Um, you take care, and we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Thanks so good. much. Bye. Bye.